Hey y'all, it's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and if you're like me, it's not always your fighting knowledge that may be suffering in your self-defense plan, but actually getting a chance to train with that knowledge on a consistent basis. Now that's especially true when you're getting your information from like an online source or through a self-defense DVD program or something like that, rather than a hands-on class in your area. But all is not lost, or rather... I'm going to strip away that excuse right now from you, because the fact is you can prepare yourself for real hand-to-hand combat, even if you don't have a training partner to practice with. And my good friend Lauren is going to explain how to do that in this week's broadcast. So, let's go ahead and get started. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Yes, getting individual and group instruction in self-defense is a huge benefit. It can help you develop the techniques that you need to defend yourself against a real street attack, and there's no argument that this is the best route to take when looking to master the skills that you need for self-protection. However, not everyone has the opportunity, the time, and sometimes even the finances it takes to go down to the local martial arts school to train each week. In many cases, the training that you have in your area may not even be something that's practical enough for saving your life in a violent attack. This is leading more and more of us to turn to quality DVD instruction in the combat arts and often take advantage of whatever time we can to train. And that often means training alone. But how can you improve your self-defense skills on your own to make yourself a better fighter? What drills can you do that will hone your reflexes, improve your timing and targeting, keep your power strikes on track, and make you overall a fighting machine? Well, that's exactly what we're here to find out. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine, with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and patriot. And joining us today is famed martial artist and veteran law enforcement officer, Lauren Christensen. Lauren, welcome to the program, man. Hi, Jeff. Glad to be here. I always love talking to you, man. I always love tapping into your, your cranium with some, uh, with some great training. So, listen, everybody, uh, Lauren's name probably sounds familiar to you, and that's because He's appeared in a variety of magazines that you read, including Soldier of Fortune, Warriors, Black Belt, Karate Illustrated, Karate International, Police, Law Enforcement, Law and Order, lots of other ones. So uh, I know that you've seen him, his, him in his training before. So he holds uh, 11 Black Belts at our last count anyway and has written a staggering, this, is, this always kills me, 45 books and counting on the martial arts and self-defense. And he's been featured in multiple instructional DVDs. He is, to put it bluntly, a legend in the martial arts and was recently inducted into the Masters Hall of Fame. To say the least, we're grateful to have him in our ISCQC network and with us here for our Modern Combat and Survival interview. For more information about Lauren and to gain access to his training, be sure to visit his website at www.lwcbooks.com. Now, Lauren, when training solo, what are the three most important pieces of equipment that I should acquire to make my training effective? And I need you to remember, I'm on a tight budget. That's a good question. There are many things. Uh, I kind of narrowed it down to the three. Uh, one would be the heavy bag. 
and you can get a heavy bag used at you know used sports stores, Craigslist, that sort of thing, even Salvation Army. A mirror, a mirror that shows your uh, reveals your entire body, and uh, lastly, imagination. Imagination is very important when training solo. The heavy bag um, is is important because you can do so many things on it. You can you you work your power, you can work speed, you can work different um, methods of hitting. And by different methods, I'm not talking about a punch or an elbow. I'm talking about how you impact the bag, penetration type blows, uh, what I call reverberation, where you bounce off a bag into another hit. Um, uh, just a, just a myriad of different kinds of, of impact uh, methods you can practice with all of your blows, whether it be kicks or punches. You can get the bag to swing, so you can work on your footwork to to avoid and, and, and evade the bag and hit the bag as it passes by you. Then you can take the bag down off the hook and get down on the ground with it. Straddle that bag on your on your on your floor and experiment with what you can do and what you can't do from this position. We've all seen the mixed martial arts, arts guys, um, you know, straddling their opponent, and you wonder why can't they? They're not hitting very effectively. It's that's because it's hard to hit from that position when you're sitting on top of the opponent, and especially if the opponent is hitting back at you. So experiment with what you can do. Do, do you need to brace yourself to hit harder? Um, do you um, can you claw? Can you bite? Can you headbutt from this position? Can you do anything from your legs when you're sitting on him? Uh, roll over on your side. Roll over on your right side and, and and trap that bag with your legs and see what you can do from here. You'll find that it's it's much harder to hit from this position. So you're now you're 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 reduced to to clawing and headbutting again and maybe hitting the bag from behind. Roll over on your back. Get the bag between your legs and 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 see what you can do from there you're you're kind of limited to hook kicks uh, into the bag and again headbutting and clawing and that sort of thing slapping the sides of the bag as if slap, slapping the assailant's ears and then get over on your other side and see what you can do from there lots of things you can do with a heavy bag the mirror is there to 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 ensure that you're doing your techniques correctly the mirror's not going to lie if you do it right it'll show it right if you do it wrong it'll show it wrong if you want to do a combination, say a back fist and a, and a roundhouse kick, and you're and you're not clear, you don't have an instructor, look it up on YouTube. Lots of good quality tapes. It's a lot of garbage, but there's a lot of good quality tapes. Find a method that you really like and emulate it in the mirror. And the last is imagination, and perhaps one of the most important elements you need when when training by yourself. You need to be able to see that assailant in front of you in the air on the bag, on the ground, wherever you happen to be. See his um, see his attacks, see his uh, blocking you, see his reaction to your blows. It takes a little while to get get there, to, see, to get that imagination developed. But once you do, uh, it's well worth it. It'll really enhance your, your training. Well, also, I think using, just combining those last two that you said, adding your imagination and the mirror, I mean, old, you know, boxers used to use shadow boxing. And if you're, if you're standing in front of a mirror and you're standing close enough, like you're facing off against somebody, it's like you're looking into somebody, you know, an attacker's eyes. And you can, with your imagination, even kind of get your adrenaline up, like you're in a situation where you're going to have to, to strike something. And that something could be the heavy bag that's right next to the mirror to be able to, you know, kind of unleash that imagination and that, and everything on that same time. They're really good advice. Now, Lauren, it's always a challenge, even with a, when training with a partner, to make self-defense training as realistic as possible. So when training solo, what tips do you have that can help me make my training sessions reflect the realism of a real street attack as much as possible? 
one of the imp- real important uh, elements here that you need to have is, is a good imagination. And what I do oftentimes if, if I want to work on some self-defense um, solar train drills is I'll kind of work myself in. I call it a lather. I just work myself into a lather. I'll, I'll pace back and forth for a minute or two or walk in a circle, um, uh, forcing myself to breathe heavier, uh, clenching and unclenching my fists and just working myself into um, – a higher state of anxiety, of anger, of controlled rage, of, uh, we call it a warrior spirit. It's the old, uh, the axiom of fake it till you make it kind of thing. And it takes a little while. It might take you a couple, three weeks of doing this three or four times a week. But in, in time, you'll find that you can actually increase your heart rate, increase your, uh, your breathing, and, um, and even start to sweat. That's how powerful the mind is uh, once you get it mastered. Uh, so when you start hitting your bag or your bob mannequin or, or the air, don't just hit those objects. So say, I'm hitting the bag. You think to yourself, you visualize to yourself, I'm hitting a human. I'm hitting this person in front of me, this person who just, um, who just molested my, my partner who, or who just uh, assaulted me in some way. So you want to get that mindset that these things that you're hitting are real attackers and attack them thusly. When when shadow boxing, um, take a jump, take a big leap here from the bags. But when shadow boxing, in front of a mirror or just in in the in the air around in your room, uh, everyone shadow boxes just perfectly. But in a real fight, you often slip and fall. So you want to add that to your shadow boxing. Um, it looks kind of weird if somebody looking through the window, but but it's an excellent way to train. Slip and fall, drop down on one knee, and fight your way back to a standing position. Slip and fall all the way down on your belly or onto your back and keep fighting. See this attacker. See what he's doing. Uh, block his blows. Attack his legs and, and fight your way back up into a standing position. Scoot away from him. Look right and left to make sure there's no other attackers there. When working on your grappling, you're doing an arm bar or, or a neck hook takedown. Take this guy all the way to the ground. Do it cleanly. Back away from him. Next time you do it, Maybe slip and fall with it. Maybe the guy grabbed a hold of your clothes. See that in your in your imagination. He pulls you down on top of him. Keep fighting. Grapple with him. Lock him up. Get him in a sleeper hold uh, or punch your way back to a standing position. Stand up. Move away. Look right and left and make sure all is safe around you. You know, something I've just thought about in terms of that also with that slipping and falling, because a lot of times you slip and fall around your environment, like of obstacles that might be in the way. Have you ever done any training, like solo training, where you've got like a chair there or a couch or something like that, like in a real environment, and to kind of build in that, that realism as well? Lots of stuff. In my uh, training space is where I have all my equipment, so I'll, sometimes I'll just scatter that equipment around, mm. uh, you know, gloves and or bags and um, the things that normally you'd want to scoot out of the way because it's dangerous, I make them, I keep them there. We have a post right in the middle of my training area, and I thought about removing that post from time to time, but I decided to keep it there so just to, so we could have to deal with one more thing in the way, and and uh, and examine how you how you hit, how you kick when the stuff littered all around you. Yeah, great point. Okay, we've been talking with Lauren Christensen of LWCBooks.com about how to put together your own solo training program to prepare for a real street attack. And we have lots more to share with you, including how to develop lightning-fast speed in all of your strikes, practicing for defending yourself against multiple attackers, and even how to practice for weapon disarms, even if there's no training partner there to shove a gun in your face. 
You're not going to want to miss this, and we'll be right back after this special message. Imagine staring up at a six foot nine, three hundred fifty pound biker dude, rage in his eyes, ready to cram a beer bottle down your throat as payback for bumping into him. Would you know exactly what to do? Without cowering in fear, without begging for mercy, without getting stomped to the floor and beaten while your family watches in horror? You will now with this simple three-step plan. One, don't take your family to biker bars. That's really kind of stupid, isn't it? Two, harden your mind with bulletproof warrior confidence. And three, master your own secret bag of shockingly powerful fight tricks. Waiting for you and your free DVD you can claim now at DefeatLargerAttackers.com. In a real fight, you don't have the option of losing. Not when your life or the safety of your family hiding behind you is on the line. You need to know exactly what to do in those first few seconds of an attack and end it quickly and walk away with your life, your loved ones, and your pride intact. In this free DVD, you'll discover the street fighting secrets for how to knock a bigger, stronger man head first into the pavement with brutal, unstoppable power and speed regardless of your size, strength, or even if you've never been in a fight before in your life. Claim your free DVD now while this offer is still available at www.defeatlargerattackers.com and unleash your true potential to kick ass. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with Lauren Christensen of LWCBooks.com to get some more training tips for practicing real street self-defense tactics without even having a training partner to practice with. We have some really cool stuff to get into, so let's not waste any more time and jump right back into our interview. Lauren, you also have a great training program called Speed Training. Why is speed so important to striking in a real street fight, and what's the best step-by-step solo drill that someone can do for improving striking speed? Well, speed is one of the top two or three um, important elements in, in your fighting skill level, and um, one one is, is, is speed, the other would be target selection, hitting vital targets, and the other is probably a, a third would be power, hitting with, with good power. The speed is critical to beat the attacker. You got a you got a guy standing in front of you, and he's about to punch you. He does why well, I had to do it. You know, he does a John Wayne draws his fist way back. You punch him first. Its speed is important to block his attack, uh, and to or to shield against him. You raise your arms in front of your head, or raise your arms in front of your your torso to shield block his attack. And speed is important to to counter before he can hit you again. Um, and that's critical. So you want a fast block and you want a fast counter to end the fight as quickly as possible. Um, there are lots of speed drills, and um, one, of, one of my favorite is one I learned from Chuck Norris back in the, in the late 70s. It's called Red Line Drill. That's what he calls it, Red Line Drill. And you, it's, done, it's a simple drill, but it's exhausting. And you set up a, a technique. Let's pick out a technique. Let's say it's a, a lead jab and a right cross and a, and a rear cross. So, so uh, get into your uh, fighting position: left leg forward, body bladed, left hand in front. You lunge forward with your lead foot, left jab with a follow with a right cross. You're going to do ten repetitions of that at medium speed. And the whole purpose here at medium speed is to ensure that you're doing it. 
correctly, your body alignment is correct, your footwork is good, your shoulders are, are in the right position, all, all those quality elements are there. Then to flip over to your right leg forward and do it from that side, 10 reps. Take a breath, uh, you know, 30 seconds, and now you're going to do it fast, as absolutely fast as you can. Lunge forward, jab, uh, cross punch. 10 repetitions left side, 10 repetitions right side. And then the last set is what we call red line. And red line is you're just going to go ape caca here. You're just going to go totally nuts and throw that jab and that punch in beyond your fast speed. Your form's going to go down the toilet here. Your foot's probably going to be up in the air. Your shoulder's going to be overextended. You may lose your balance, and that's okay. You're pushing yourself to go beyond your fast speed. Ten reps on each side. Take a minute and a half to catch your breath. Do one last set at medium speed or fast speed, depending on your energy level at this point. And your whole purpose here is to end your exercise with quality techniques. You don't want to end with sloppy techniques. You want to end with quality techniques. After a couple, three weeks of this, you'll find that your your uh, fast speed has advanced to the red line speed, but with good form. And now you're going to have to, after a month or so of rest, you're going to have to push it, uh, push that red line a little bit faster because it's, you're, you're much faster than what you were. That's a great drill. Great drill. Lauren, training for punches and kicks by yourself is pretty easy to do, but I can think of some certain circumstances that are more difficult to recreate when you're doing solo self-defense training. I mean, one of those areas is multiple attacker training. So if you could, share with us a good step-by-step solo drill that will help us to develop some tactics for dealing with a mass attack. Well, you can always use your imagination to imagine these people around you, and, and, and that, takes, that takes a lot of skill. It, it takes a while to develop that kind of skill at imagining, at visualizing these kind of attackers. So until you get to that point, uh, I suggest going to uh, a cluttered space in your house. Go to your junk room in your that extra room you've got. You, can, you throw all your junk in there, out in your garage or in your basement with this, this stuff laying all around, and set up a little space there. You put that water heater uh, to your to your back, a stack of tires to your to your front, that old bicycle to your right, that old lamp to your left, and imagine these these are attackers, and and just start attacking. <laughs> Uh, fight, fight that, you know, you throw your, throw a front kick at that, whatever that object is to your front. Throw a side kick to the one to the right. Turn around or do a back kick to the one that's behind you. Uh, back fist to the one that's to your left. Um, and then once you feel a certain amount of skill here, and, and as you do that, try to imagine that these objects are people and that they're throwing something at you. So and then once you, uh, you feel pretty comfortable with that drill, and that might take you a few days to feel comfortable. Then get in the center there uh, between these objects. This, this, feels, this is sort of, you might seem this kind of stupid, but it's not. Close your eyes and just turn around a couple, three times and open your eyes and react to whatever's in front of you. Uh, by, by circling, you may end up really close to that sack of tires. That's the guy you want to take out first. Uh, snap your head to the right and deal with whatever that object is to the right. Same with the one that's behind you. Same with the one that's to the left. You may want to... Um, uh, you may, the next time you want to drill on it, you may want to move all these objects in a little bit closer. So now these guys are on top of you. Can't punch very well, can't kick very well, so you're going to have to elbow and knee and headbutt. And so work on those kind of techniques um, with these these assailants that are now very, very close to you. Um, it's, it's a great drill, and you, you, you don't hit these things, by the way. 
<laughs> you don't want to hit that water tank. Don't hit the water gas heater. water tank. Yeah, so especially if it's gas. And, um, but you hit at them, and you, you may want to do a drill where you designate certain hits at certain targets. You know, it's your drill. Get as creative as you want. Whatever method you come up with, do it about ten times, and then come up with another method and do that one about ten times. You want to you want to get smooth at whatever method you come up with before you advance to another one. Well, the other thing, as I was visualizing what you were talking about, you know, one of the things about multiple attackers is also being able to escape the safety rather than trying to play Jackie Chan yeah. or Bruce Lee and taking them all out. So. What I, what, I, what I was visualizing as you're talking about that is, you know, spin yourself around blindfolded or whatever. When you open your eyes, strike and quickly try to locate where that door is into that room and, like, try and fight your way through the water heater or the tires or whatever to, like, instantly try and, and, and train yourself to instantly recognize where's the exit and how do I get there as quickly as possible. That's a, that's a great drill. Lauren, weapons training such as handgun disarms, is a skill that's best done with a training partner. But obviously not everyone has that opportunity. If someone is training solo, what step-by-step training drill can you offer that can help someone develop the timing and mechanics that it takes to disarm an attacker with a handgun? Well, first you want to master the mechanics of the technique, um, whatever disarming uh, drill you're working on. Using your scenario, say it's a guy in front of you, holding a gun at your chest or at your stomach, and he's in arm's reach. If he's 30 feet away, forget about it. But if he's within arm's reach, uh, if he's 30 feet away, you want to master your, your verbal skills to get yourself closer. But, um, so if he's in, within striking range, uh, there's many ways to defend against that weapon. Let's just say you're going to swat the weapon away from you so that you're out of the bullet's trajectory. You're going to uh, uh, join, you're going to push that arm with both of yours against the guy's chest and push him back a couple of steps until he hits a wall. That's 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 the technique you're working on. You want to master that um, so that you're doing that as absolutely perfectly as you possibly can and as quickly as you can. Swat, jam, and push. Swat, jam, and push. Do it, do it from a, a left side uh, bladed stance. I uh, do a 10 reps from a right side bladed stance. I do 10 reps from a neutral stance. You may not even get into, in a real scenario, you may not even get into an opportunity where you can blade yourself. You're standing with your feet parallel with each other, and you you, you have to move from there. Swat, jam, and push, and, and, and push that guy into a wall and, and push that arm into his body so he can't do anything with that. Um, if you want to add the actual takeaway of the gun, that's fine, too. You know, what? it's your scenario. Um, so once you feel good about the mechanics, you're doing those mechanics as good as you can. Use your mirror uh, to make sure that you're doing everything as perfectly as you possibly can. There are two ways that you can, for lack of a better word, exercise your reflexes, and that is using an audio drill and using a visual drill. You, the audio drill is to turn on a radio talk show or turn on your television talk show. The more people involved in the talk show, the better. If it's a TV, turn your back on the TV so you don't get distracted, and um, and pick about four words, the, is, that, uh, that sort of thing, and get in your position, your, your defense position. When you hear the, snap your hand to block that weapon aside, press against his arm, and jam your back. Resume your position, listen for is, react, jam, push, uh, et cetera. Do that over and over and over to, for in every stance that you use. You, your left leg forward, right leg forward, neutral. Even if you want to do a seated position, lunge forward once you hear that word. So you activate, you react, 
explosively on that sound. The other is a visual. In my office here, I had my slant, I had my mini blinds slanted because it's a sunny day here, but between two blinds, I can see the top of a tree, slight breeze out there, and the branch, there's a branch that moves out of, uh, out of sight, and then, and then it comes back between the two blinds, between two blinds. So what I would do is I'd get into my stance, close, look at that, uh, that spot, close my eyes, and then open my eyes. When that branch moves back, uh, between the blinds, I explode my block, I explode my jam, and I explode my, uh, my pushing the guy into the wall. Resume my position, close my eyes, and do it again when that branch moves. Both the audio and the visual will both stimulate your reflexes and you'll, once you start training with a partner, you'll find your reflexes are much faster if you hadn't done that drill. Well, Lauren, really, really great information on how to train solo for, for realistic self-defense scenarios. And I really appreciate you taking some time with us today. Again, everyone, you simply can't go wrong with any of Lauren's books or DVDs because they're based not only on his years and years in the self-defense training world, but also on his practical application of those tactics in his own extensive role as a street cop. So go over there, check out all the training that he has to offer over at his website at www.lwcbooks. Go check it out. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying train hard, stay safe, prepare now. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.